Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Welcome to Arrow on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com and on Twitter at JohnWright777 and ChrisWright250. This week, we're talking about the season premiere of Arrow, season, season three. three. Season three. Yep. So uh, there are some epic things that happened. We haven't been we haven't been um, been back this year no. yet until now. No. Because it's the first Because it's the first, because the premiere episode. Yeah. You know? That was not a very uh, dramatic statement I just made. <laughs> or surprising. It was shocking, Chris. Nope. Just shocking to me. What was shocking uh, was, was the death of the Black Canary. Oh my gosh, dude. So we're just, we're just going to jump right into it, dude. There's a lot of thoughts I have on this matter. Yeah. Um, one of which was all over Twitter after this happened, people were like, or after the episode, rather, people kept saying things like, Oh my gosh, is every episode going to be this good? Or is every episode of Arrow this season going to be like this? And I said, it better not be like this because they don't have enough characters. Well, uh, I mean, do they mean that in terms of uh, I don't know. I think just, just the pure just, drama of well, I mean, Okay, so let's, let's, so let's back up then. The, um, the quality in this episode um, compared to even last season. Especially last season. Okay, especially last season. Yeah, like for, for me... The quality of the show took a dip last season. Just a little bit. Like, if I look at it, you look at it objectively where you step back a little bit and you say, okay, which one do I like? I've had time to live with each one. You know, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things I wouldn't I wouldn't watch in season two again. Yeah. But there were some really cool ones at the end. Oh and even in the mid-season, you know, like, that kind of stuff that were really good. But that's beside the point. Like... You can really tell this. This show feels like it's coming. It's coming into its own. Like the they know the world. The actors know their um, their characters. The writers know what to do with them. Yeah. There's an actual like story arc this time. We kind of talked about this on our regular podcast, Stay on Target podcast. But um, the uh, this season definitely has a starting. point. It feels like very intentional. They have a starting point. They have an end point. Um, yeah. And uh, it's really cool to to see the uh, the show mature like this. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see this, you know, in the difference between a pilot season and then like their sophomore season will, will feel a lot more polished. They have a lot more confidence in what they're doing. Yeah. This feels like that. So it kind of feels like this is their sophomore year. Yeah. You know, they, they've kind of gotten into the swing of things and they're like, okay, this is what we're doing. I understand now. You know, and, and what's interesting about that is like, we're introducing these new characters as well. We've got, uh, we've got Roy Palmer, mm-hmm. um, which is the Adam. Yes. Um, and, and, and that sort of thing, which was a really cool intro. It's also Superman from yeah. Superman Returns. Yes. And also a character on Chuck, uh, which is interesting because on Chuck, I just couldn't separate his character from the character he played on Chuck. Like they seemed his attitude or his like kind of nonchalant kind of uh, attitude is very similar to some of the situations he was in on the show Chuck. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe they develop him a little bit more into his own personality. Yeah. Um, and don't just, uh, I guess, let it sit there for yeah. too long. I will say I'm, I'm glad that we picked up later, you know, after the events of you know, last season. Yeah. Um, it didn't pick up right, right. Uh, where he ended because, you know, what like, has it been five months? Something, I think they referenced five months. Yeah. Something like that. You know, like, and it's, it was cool. Like opening with a, a sequence where the arrow team is just like, is out there like putting down bad guys, doing their jobs. Yeah. Like doing their thing, you know, and working like a well-oiled machine. 
Yeah, and it gives it gives characters like Roy an in because it's like before last season, whenever he started kind of being a, a member of of Team Arrow, it wasn't really ever natural to me. It always felt like, well, how does he know how to do something like this? Or or or, or they kept saying, well, he doesn't know how to do this, or he's inexperienced, or whatever. Yeah. But this episode, it was really great, amazing to see him take the role that he was, where it was yeah. like he was taking over almost Diggle's position. Um, where he would like go, you know, canvas the streets. Like we always said, where is oh, Diggle? You know, he's so it's canvassing like, the streets. He's out, he's out knocking on doors. He's out, you know, putting his feelers out to the I criminal underworld. Would, like the, uh, Oliver will be working on something and Diggle will be like, I'm going to go canvas the streets. I'm going <laughs> to just go out here and canvas them. I, it's just, yeah. I, and then, you know, it's like, that, that's just kind of like this blanket statement for like, I'm going to go talk to my uh, contacts in the criminal underworld. But it's like the way that they would put it is like, almost like he's this, just this beat cop, you know, walking <laughs> around his beat, you know, waiting for something to happen or, or waiting to hear something through the grapevine. Yeah. But it's like, that seems like the perfect role for Roy to play, um, especially uh, do, uh, now. Canvassing the streets, yeah, like like the criminal underworld, because it's like that the, was the no. This is the thing. He he. This is this is the way they put it in this episode. He said he's going to go uh, do his, uh, make a round or something like that. Ah, uh, that's right. Kind of like you know, hey, I'm going to go walk rounds. the perimeter. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go uh, going to go look at look at the things, <laughs> make sure no one's getting through the lines. Going guard duty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So MP. yeah, I mean, like, I just like the idea of Roy taking on a more active role in the team and actually using him because it's like he's a great character. He's this, uh, and his the way he works with Oliver and the way he works with these these other characters is amazing. Yeah. Um. I will say that I'm excited to see more development from Diggle. Hopefully him having a family and having a lot more going on there will maybe enhance some of that. Yeah. So let's just, let's, uh, let's hang here for a second. So like, you know, it's cool seeing them all work together as a team and that's what we've always wanted. We want, we want this team aspect. Okay. And I love the way that Roy is, is functioning within that team. You know, he's not just the brute force. I'm just angry and I'm just going (laughs) to go beat people up and I can't be controlled. You know, that kind of stuff. You can't control me. Yeah. Yeah. You're none, my father. <laughs> uh, it's Which cool. He isn't. It's cool to see him, like you know, with actual like combat skills and using arrows and uh, and doing his thing. It's also cool to see Diggle doing his thing. Like that's that was a complaint that we had all through season two. Is like there's not enough Diggle. Where is Diggle? Yeah, get him off the canvassing. Yeah, and have him out there fighting. And there's always this like, <laughs> even well, have last- him out there fighting. And also like he played this role between like being completely not non-existent like in any of the action. Yeah, he just stood in the background. Yeah, he, where he was just canvassing streets and doing you know that sort of thing where he was knocking on doors or or whatever and. And he played that role, but he also played the role of of this mentor to Oliver, of this of this writing. He would take him and he try to put him on the right path, put him on yeah. the right mentality, try to get his mind better. Um, and so I don't think we've lost any of that because this episode, I would say, has some of the most convincing drama moments from like some of the ancillary characters and Oliver, um, where like Diggle's you know telling him, hey, he lays down the law there and he says, listen, I you you but can't protect me. This is the thing, I don't. But I hated that conversation. You did? Okay? You didn't hated like it? it? No. This is why. Because we've been dealing with the same issue since season one. I guess. Uh, season one, Diggle wanted to help Oliver, and Oliver's like, no, you can't <laughs> help me. I, you're you're going to get hurt. I'm, you're going to get killed, and it's going to be my fault. Mm-hmm. 
same, same exact thing? conversation. Like it just it ticks me off that there has been literally no progression on this issue. No matter how many times Diggle saves his life, no matter how many times the well-oiled machine of the Arrow team works together and gets things done, it's always whenever um, Oliver goes out by himself and doesn't use his team and doesn't and, he gets and into trouble. He gets into trouble all the time. Okay, yeah. and so they lay down those rules, but then they don't progress this relationship enough. Where now Oliver. Um, uh, trusts Diggle enough that if Diggle feels like this is too dangerous of a situation, like I don't think that Diggle's going to put himself in a situation where he's just going to just get shot by some like random thug on the street. Right. You know, like he is a smart, like he said he's fought the Taliban. He's fought, um, I don't know, I forget who else he said, I guess from season one, Michael Merlin's guys yeah. and, and Slade. And all and, Slade's guys. Like, why don't you trust this dude, yeah. man? Like, that's why it ticks me off because. I don't like having a stagnant relationship, a stagnant story arc for three years, three seasons of the show. So hopefully with the whole family situation, we can see a little bit more of Diggle. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, his relationship with that family, like becomes a, becomes a thing. Like we actually see into that, that the thing is like easily what could happen here easily is it's like, oh no, Diggle's just off with his family or Diggle's taking care of his family or Diggle's, you know, hanging out with his family in the park or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, we don't ever see it. I want to be able to see it and I want to see it come to play with the world of the arrow uh, and, and where those characters are. Yeah. The bad guys, I want to see them. I want to see, I want to see, I guess that relationship with his family put in jeopardy by some of the villains. I want to see that drama play out and see yeah. how Diggle handles it. I, I like that. And I also like, you know, like I liked the direction they were going with his relationship with Amanda Waller. Yeah. Like it's, you know, he has such a rich, rich history. They've created such a rich backstory for him within this world. Yeah. You know, in terms of his relationship to Deadshot, his relationship to Amanda Waller, his, you know, background, you know, with his military training. And, uh, they had a whole episode on that. Yeah. You know, and this, and he's a, he can just like flat out kick butt. Yeah. Like, and we relegate him to canvassing the streets or, Hey, you've got to, I'm like, or hey, you know, stay stay here with and stay and, here because you know, I can't deal with it if you if you, get, if shot. you get hurt yeah. because then it's on me. You know, like yeah. I mean, come on. Like, well, that's you know, that, and I, I like that they're keeping that consistent with Oliver. But again, I did think that that was something that is potentially like we're retreading territory that we dealt with last season and um, season one and season one. Yeah, and even with Felicity's character, which I will say, like this, this had the best. Uh, romantic kind of interaction between them, the most convincing it's been. Yeah. Because like last season, it's like it almost felt shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. A- and it very much felt like, okay, well, they're just trying to find some drama here. They're just yeah. trying to trying to make this something and it's not. Yeah. But this episode, it actually felt natural. It actually yeah. felt like something. Yeah. So like, you know, moving on to that, you know, like, uh, and I will say, the one thing, the only thing I was disappointed in this episode about was the whole Diggle thing. The Diggle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Felicity. Yeah. Like last season, a lot of times they would try to shoehorn in this like weird kind of like relationship between Oliver and Felicity. And it was just kind of like, what's there? What's not? Um, and uh, like, what's crazy is the fans really want Felicity and Oliver to be a thing. Like, yeah, that's like a huge fan outcry. Um, whenever it was like a, it was a, he, he used, um, Felicity to draw uh, Slate out last season mm-hmm. and told her that he loved her and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like everyone just like was like, yes, I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, and where whenever it, it turned out to be uh, a hoax, I think people were kind of like, man, that sucks. You wasted this opportunity. And, and honestly, they didn't waste it though because 
you know, he said, you know, she said it was really convincing and he was like, well, I didn't say it was a lie, you know? And so you have this something that's there, but it was earlier than that. Like even like, I thought that that actually worked pretty well with the finale, but it was earlier than that, that they started kind of introducing that idea of, of, uh, Felicity and Oliver as a relationship thing. And that's whenever it felt awkward. That's whenever it felt natural or unnatural. But now it seems like with this five months that's developed between, it was just very convincing to come back and, and look at their lives five months after what we last saw. And it's like, they're just now going on their first date. And it's like, this is, this feels like it could be something. Yeah. Um, which it's very strange because referencing the flash, uh, the flash promo, there was like this basically scenes from the upcoming season after the premiere and Felicity ends up like kissing him or like, Oh, like they're like, they're really close. And it's like, man, Felicity's getting, you know, it's like lots of, lots of action on both fronts, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like this is the only time that we're going to see Felicity and Oliver. Like, uh, this is almost... You think this was a re- resolution to what we introduced? Yes. I okay. think this was, okay, well, the fans got all mad at us because we mm. faked him out. Okay, now let's give them some actual, inter- you know, interaction, send them on a date. It's not going to work out. Yeah. And then they move on from that. And because it, you couldn't really leave yeah. what they said. Like, you couldn't leave that unsaid. Like, you couldn't not deal with it. Yeah. Because if you did, then it's just kind of like, I, you know... I don't understand what happened there necessarily. For sure. You know, and, and you've also got Oliver who basically implodes in every relationship that he's in. He basically ruins and sabotages every single relationship, whether it's with his mother, his sister, his, you know, Diggle, everybody. He, he eventually just destroys them all. And so like, it's very convincing, very obvious that that's what's happening. And whenever they have that whole discussion where she says, then say it's, you know, it's never going to happen. Don't say maybe it's going to happen. Right. Um, that was, that was a moment where it's just like, man, Oliver, you just screwed this up. Well, and you know, like that was also another, you know, we talk about a lot about how I think the writers use Felicity to say things that the audience is saying Yeah, and um, to be a stand-in for the audience. And like, I think that's what the audience was saying. Like, yeah. either make this a thing or don't make this a thing. Don't, yep. don't drag us along being like, what is this? And, uh, and I think they've definitely said, Hey, this is not a thing anymore. Yeah. This you know? can't be a thing anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm cool with it. Yeah. You know, like fun. I was never a, an, uh, what do they call it? A proponent of when, them. Well, no, like they have like a couple name where they smish their names together or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Did they? I, I thought they did. Folliver? Fol- I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, like that's Olicity? Just, it, it's just, yes, that's, that's what, what it was. Olicity. Ah, there I you mean, go. There's not going to be, there's not going to be an Olicity anymore. So, uh, you know, and I'm okay with that. Like that's just not something that I was vying for. Yeah. I think it's a lot of, a lot of fans liked that and, uh, but. Well, I still this, love Felicity yeah, and dude, I love you have this, Oliver. Like, you have this character of Felicity who's this amazingly well-developed character who just constantly surprises you and constantly has these turns and these little these little small things, these development from point A to point B. I would say if there's one character that is not the same today as she was whenever she was introduced or he was as he was in, it's, it's Felicity, mm-hmm. like more so than even Oliver, mm-hmm. um, where she's, she's just developed more and she's become mm-hmm. this character awesome character. I think so. the reason that, you know, the relationship didn't really feel genuine or real before was because they didn't give us a reason for why they should be together like they did in this episode. You know, whenever yeah. Oliver was telling her, you know, you're the first person that I saw as a person and not either a threat or an obstacle. Yeah. You know, like, and uh, if they had done that last season, like, you'd be like, yeah, of course they should be together. Like, this obviously makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they just saw, like, you know, they needed to have a reason for why 
you know, there were those feelings that they introduced last season. Yeah. And uh, if that's indicative of the way they're going to move forward this season, that's very promising and that they're going to actually give you reasons for why things are happening rather than just make them happen. Yeah. Um, I really like that. The uh, I, So we talked a little bit about um, uh, Black Adam. Or, or no, not Black Adam. It would be Ray Palmer, The Adam. The Adam. Yes. Okay, so we talked a little about, a bit about that. How did you feel about his introduction and his the way he enters this world? I really like it. I just uh, it's it's and uh, it, and it doesn't need to be answered and it's not any kind of like bad thing. But I don't know how he stays relevant to what Oliver is doing. I mean, sure he now owns and runs his company, but it's not his company anymore. I mean, if if someone comes and takes my my refrigerator, it is not my refrigerator anymore. I don't right. care really what happens to it. Right? You know, like. He took Oliver's company, and Oliver has just said, I don't care about this. I can't yeah. run it anyway. Well, and, and the whole episode, we were dealing with our greatest fear, and his greatest fear was Oliver Queen. Right. You know, it was the Arrow versus Oliver Queen, where you have his him professionally at Queen Consolidated fighting with the Arrow. And he obviously definitively said, I am the Arrow. I am not the Oliver Queen CEO of Queen yeah. Consolidated. I am, you know, and so maybe that this season we're going to be focusing more on the Arrow, which is a good thing. Oh, and, and that's what I that's that's what I mean. You know, yeah. like uh, if he is now, we saw what happened whenever he tried to run it and, and be, be the, the Arrow. Arrow at the same time. Yeah, and uh, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that that would happen again. Yeah, and it opened the door for both his Arrow persona to get threatened by Slade yeah. and his company to get taken over by, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh. I can't remember her name. Uh, Rochef, Isabel Rochef. Yeah. The, the only promising thing that I was kind of like, okay, well, that'd be cool if he does because now Moira's out of the picture. And yeah. it always felt like Moira was kind of manipulating things and it wasn't all Oliver. You know That's what I mean? right. That's right. Um, and so with her out of the picture, I'm like, okay, maybe he could become more of a Bruce Wayne type character where he has leaders he trusts running this business while he goes out and does his nightly duties. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, but I just I just struggle to see how Ray Palmer remains relevant to Oliver if he has completely removed himself from Queen Consolidated. He has no vested interest in how it does. This is true. I mean, how do I mean, other than his, I guess, weird relationship with Felicity that he's trying. Uh, he, it's, it, do they become a love interest, you think? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's intriguing. And I think that that's what they're maybe hinting at, like with him flirting with her and like, obviously he was right. You know, and obviously he, he was uh, vying for her as a, uh, he wanted her to work for him yeah, because he wants her, her hacking skills. He wants yeah. her computer skills. Um, I don't know. It's like, his, does he become a threat? Do you think, do you, well, I mean, we already saw Isabel Rochef turn into a, a an evil villain. Mm-hmm. Does, is, is Ray Palmer going to be it? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I think if anything, he's going to become an ally. Um, but it might be one of those like kind of reluctant allies. Uh, I did love, there was a, there was an Easter egg in there where he like, he, you know how he took off his belt. Like he took off that, the thing off of his belt yeah, and yeah. put it on the table. The Adam changes, like determines what size he is mm-hmm. based on his belt. Like he like has a, a thing mm. on his, so it was nice to see him being like, Oh, my belt isn't just an accessory or yeah, something to yeah. hold up my pants. It's a tool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean th- that was kind of a cool little Easter egg, but I don't know, maybe he's an ally, maybe not, but I I'm right there with you where if, if, if it doesn't matter is the only way we're going to see Ray Palmer through kind of the Felicity connection. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was also intriguing to me that 
we have the canary coming back into town and we have an unknown archer. And now we have like Ray Palmer, who's like this new, we have a lot of new people being inserted in. So maybe he is connected somehow to some of the more nefarious things that are going on in the city because they all kind of start happening at the same time. Yeah. But I don't know. Let's talk about the lances for a second. So you, we have already referenced Sarah got shot. So um, we'll back up from that. Uh, It's cool to see detective Lance, Become Captain Lance now. Yeah. So, uh, is he? He's not the head person in the police department. No. But he's like right under them. Yeah, but he's like he's in charge of probably a, he's a not commissioner, an area. I guess. Right. He's not the commissioner, but he's in charge of maybe an area of town. He's he's got people under him. He's got sergeants. And yeah. That sort of thing. So. so. Um. You know, we saw him in combat for some reason a couple times this episode. Well, which was cool, but it's kind of like if you're the captain, why are your men not doing this? Well, he seemed to be this, and that's why we were dealing with it. I think this episode where he had kind of the the heart attack, like yeah. that incident. Um, yeah. I think that because traditionally throughout the first two seasons of the show, we've seen him in that action role. Maybe they wanted to put him in that action role. Just one more time and explain yeah. why for the rest of the season he's yeah. not going to be in that action role. I can see that. I'm cool with that too. Like yeah. I'm cool with him him morphing into a a more uh, um, actually more leadership kind of role. Yeah. Um, not only within the town but within the show. You know. Um, and he already kind of did that this episode whenever he you know uh, basically dissolved the vigilante task yeah. force and all that kind of stuff. Like you know. Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna prosecute or or uh, chase Arrow. We'll see how that holds up whenever there's a murder um, with and arrows. I think it's in Arrow. Them. Well, especially if it's a murder of his daughter. Oh yeah, dude. Oh man, like there's a lot there's a lot going on in in that universe with the implications of who did, who killed. Yeah. So who do you her? think it was? It was obviously someone she knew because she said, "What are you doing here?" Um, we have several different people who can shoot arrows. We have Oliver, we have Roy, we have Malcolm Merlin, and probably Thea now. I was about to suggest that. Yeah. That that would be really twisted. You- and we didn't see her at all this episode. That was the one surprising thing to me in this episode is that we didn't see her. Oliver references family whenever he's talking about his company and saying, family is very important to me. If family is very important to you, where is Thea in this? Yeah, like she just... She's directly related to him. I, I don't remember where we left it, but... I Didn't she walk off with Malcolm? Right, she did, but I don't know what um, Oliver thought she did. That's true. Was she? She was leaving town, though. Yeah. So maybe he thinks she just went ahead and left town. I don't know. Like, how do you not? If you don't know where your sister is, how do you not search for her right. and try to find her? And and he moved. Like, you look at, I guess, season two opener. They moved heaven and earth to find Oliver on the island. Yeah. So why not move heaven and earth to find Thea? Yeah, if, if and you, and she's again. If family is that important to him, if family is really truly important to him, and you haven't heard from your sister in five months, yeah. I mean, the like the other flip side is they gave her a really good motivation though for you know not wanting anything to do with with Oliver with Oliver. Yeah. Um. And I mean, it was a little like it was not necessarily all true, but the thing was he didn't necessarily fight back against it, like because. She wasn't going to listen to him either way. Well, and it's also, it's telling whenever you are presented any character or anyone is presented with the opportunity to tell the truth or to lie what they let happen. Like, cause you could just let somebody like, you could let somebody believe a lie. Right. Just. And so, and that's exactly what happened. So it's like, it was very telling to his character and his relationship with her that he just, he let her believe it. 
Yeah. Let her believe a I lie. Mean, and the thing that sucks about that is I like I always wanted them to work together, man. Like yeah. that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think the team necessarily needs to be bigger. Um, it's a pretty good size, but I Well, it's I one mean, one down now. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, for sure. So do you think it's Thea? Like do we, do we want to make that do we want to make that prediction? I'll make that prediction. All right. I'll make the prediction we're, that it's We're making it here. It's Thea. Right now on Arrow on Target that Sarah was killed by Thea. Yeah. With um, bow and arrow. The one thing I will I just want to go ahead and say Sarah and that character uh, Mal- the Malcolm? No, Sarah, as in oh. Uh, the oh, canary. canary. Yeah, Black yeah. Canary. Um, one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. Like, I sincerely, whenever that happened, I I yelled out loud. I was I mouth was open. I yelled. <laughs> so what? what was funny was I was really shocked. I was watching this with with uh, with my wife who has uh, not watched any of season two, so didn't know who Black Canary was. Um, and so we were sitting there, and I'm like. I can't believe I can't believe they just did that. And yeah. she's just kind of like, "What? What? Why? Who is this? <laughs> who, who is, is this person?" person? <laughs> uh, and so I had to explain then. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was it was like, and and what was funny was she shows up randomly in the end of this episode, and you're like, "Why? Why are you here? And what have you done?" Well, she was there for some some reason too. Yeah, she, she was there Laurel. for she's, a purpose. A purpose that she didn't want her father to know about, but that she didn't mind that both Oliver and her, and Laurel knew about. I don't think about. she told Oliver why she was there. No, she didn't. She told she. Uh, he asked a, if she was sticking around for a while, and she said like maybe. Well, it, uh, it, they implied that she told Laurel because she said, "Please don't tell Dad why I'm here." Or wait, that I'm here. I thought it was. Yeah, that I'm here, and she said because you don't want him to. Um, know you're here or why you're here or something like that. Yeah, and she, she said both. And she said both. Uh, so, so maybe our, Laurel knows? Maybe. Like, and it could go either way. Like, that, that could just be Laurel assuming some things. Uh, right. And it could be that she told her why she was there. And, which, I mean, she wouldn't, she'd probably ask why she was there. So. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think that she knows what she was doing. Man, it's, it's interesting to me, like, because uh, Black Canary was such a good character. Yeah. Such well developed from the beginning, and it's like she she brought this level of every time she showed up, and even this episode, whenever she showed up, it just brought this additional level of awesomeness to the episode. Like I immediately was like, okay, now it's gonna be okay. She's gonna talk Oliver down. And everything's gonna be okay, you know. But uh, but I don't know. It's like now that she's gone, I don't even know what to think, man. Well, so this is what I think is gonna happen. Uh, we actually like our uh, our uh, um, review of. The uh, last episode of season two, yeah. um, we had some comments on that on YouTube, um, and uh, one of them, if I can actually get it to open the comments. <laughs> nice, nice. One of them said, you know, um, uh, reminded us, we were, we were talking about, like, why did they have Laurel try on the jacket and all that kind of stuff? Okay, well, in the comic comics, Laurel is the Black Canary. Right. So I honestly think that at some point they needed to get um, Sarah out of that role so that Laurel could become the, the black canary. The black canary. Um, and, and using, you know, doing this and using it as a catalyst for like the rest of the season and future events. I think that was, that was uh, a, a good choice, a good way to do it. Um, if not frustrating, uh, it yeah. was Eddie Williams uh, commented on uh, our video on YouTube. Well, thank you, Eddie. Cause like that is a very good point because yeah, I mean, 
You're right. And I don't think we're going to see that happen. Maybe not anytime this season, like Laurel take, take the mantle, yeah. uh, maybe second half of the season, maybe, uh, because we didn't see Roy right away. It's like, we kind of knew what maybe he was going to do. We've been suspecting that he was going to be in that role for a while, yeah. but he really, you know, it's, it, he basically didn't take it on until now, until this mm-hmm. episode, even though he kind of had it on like mm-hmm. last episode, last season, mm-hmm. it really didn't take full effect until now. I don't know if we'll see her be that yet, but I don't know, maybe, but I don't know. It's just, it sucks because she, again, and, and Katie Lotz did such a great job of portraying that character and to give that character depth and to give Oliver and the arrow a compass, Yeah, you know, give him a, give him a true North kind of, yeah, kind not of. really. Well, I mean, well, she would always stabilize him where it was like, Hey, at least she, at least even if he's not, out, if he's out there on his own, she was there. I think she would stabilize him emotionally in terms of, you know, like, he can actually deal with what's happening. That's true. Um, she wasn't a moral compass. No, not at all. She was the one, whenever whenever we went through that phase where he's like, I'm not killing people, um, she was the one out there advocating for him to kill people. Right. Um, and, well, she's an assassin. That's what she does. Right. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But she wasn't a moral compass in right. terms of in terms of that. I'm glad we've like they didn't bring that issue up this season, and right. I hope they don't. You know, like because it's just yeah. like who cares? You know, it's like, just a non-issue now. It's, it, it should be a non-issue. It is a non-issue. Like the action looks good. You don't have to explain that they're not killing people every single time. Whatever. Right. Um. I uh, I love the cold open where he said, "You have failed this city." Oh my that gosh! That was amazing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I hope he continues that. Trend. So good, we man. We didn't hear it at all on season two. I don't know. I mean, maybe he once. He said, I've failed this yeah, city. Yeah, he did. So, like, there was there was that. Um, and it's just one of the most iconic lines in, in all of uh, um, superhero lore now. Yeah, you know? it is. Like, I mean, all the memes and everything. Like, it's like every week I see a new, like, you have failed this city. Or, like, there was a, you have failed this, you know, blog post or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just an iconic thing. Um, last thing I'll say about uh, this episode probably is the Count Vertigo. I like the idea of the Count Vertigo uh, mantle. Basically, he said there's always going to be a Count Vertigo. Yeah. There's always going to be a pr- person pushing this psychotropic drug because people want it, is what he was saying. It's because the city is sick enough to where they want this. They need this role. Well, what's funny is like they're kind of uh, mutating it into to cause different effects, right? So like this is hallucinogenic, and honestly, kind of it, it's very uh, uh, scarecrow esque. Yeah, like and so you wonder if maybe the scarecrow comes in, in, into it at some point, which would be cool. That'd be awesome, you know. Um, the uh, they've set this up as kind of like this this chemical that is going to kind of like drive a lot of the show, like the Mirakuru, like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it, it was, it plays a big role. And so I can see how it sticks around, especially in Starling city. Yeah. Um, the, uh, along lines of Starling city, they referenced star star city, city. Yep. which is interesting because that's, cool. that, that's what it is in the comics. Oh, it's yeah. star city. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. Like if that's cool. just a throwaway or just a nod to like, Hey, you know, or if they will eventually like call it Star rename city. the city. They or talked something. about, I think what was interesting, you know, like the crime rates going down and all that kind of stuff, but the population also is going down. I mean, which I don't blame them. I would never go live in Starland city at this point. Dude. I mean, like these crazy, <laughs> uh, souped up guys come in and invade your city destroy it well and then the year one before, year after yeah the earthquake machines go off and destroy like level half the city it's like man the population is probably going down because they're all dying yeah, i'm gonna go move to hoboken kansas and uh you know stay out of the action and if anybody Keep puts on a mask down. i'm out of there too oh you yeah know? oh yeah for sure 
Um, so I don't blame any of those residents. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the another interesting thing is I didn't really miss Moira at all. I you know like a lot of the family drama is now gone hmm. from the show, and um, while I always liked uh, Oliver and Thea's friction, I didn't always like. Oliver and Moira or Oliver and his stepdad. That's true. That kind of friction. I always liked whenever she was on screen because I love the actress and because she brought a gravitas to the show that other people didn't. And the same, like I said, whenever, uh, like Katie Lotz, whenever uh, a canary would show up, it's it's just this this level of like, okay, things are going to get good here. And... Or, or things at least, you know, the, the, the scene is going to be good or especially with Moira. It's like a lot of times it was like, Hey, it's annoying this drama or whatever. At least her lines were always like just super important and you knew something was, you know, big was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so like, I just hope that they don't lose some of that because they're killing off some of their best characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause we've lost in, what is it? Five, four or five episodes. We've lost two of the main characters. Moira. Moira and Canary. Canary. Yeah. Uh, the, uh. I liked the way that, that it crossed over with Flash and that yep. they showed the same scene from two different sides. Same time which frame. Was, which was cool. Yeah, it's cool. And what was well, what's interesting was like you see the uh, Flash came on first and you see the tail end of their conversation and then Arrow comes on second and you see the front part of their conversation, which is kind of weird. It was cool. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. I liked it. Um, and I like how they, how they did that. Um, and I hope they continue to do that. Like that, I think that's another thing that uh, – like we talked about, agent. Uh, did we talk about this on the main podcast? We did. Maybe Agents of Shield doesn't have to have necessarily going for it because not only do they not have like these big name superheroes, uh, they don't have the big name superheroes crossing over. Exactly, you don't have the crossovers from the movies, and then you don't have the TV show people crossing over really into the uh, into the movies anymore. Um, we uh, talk about Captain America all the time. Spoilers for Captain America for a second, but like at the end. You want there's a helicopter scene, and I think yeah. uh, Nick Fury gets out of it at the end. Yeah, um, who you really want to get out of it at the end is um, Coulson, Coulson, Agent Coulson, and that doesn't happen. Like they they miss opportunities like that with Agents of Shield um, that you that now exists between Arrow and Flash, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. You want some quotes? Yes, quotes. Let's. let's oh, do we rate first? Oh, do we? Do you want a hoods up or hoods down? Yeah, hoods. Hoods yes. up for sure. Hoods up all the way. Yeah, like, like yeah. no higher hoods. No. <laughs> there are no higher hoods than what I'm giving them. As this. many hoods as possible. Just just pile all the hoods on my head right now. All the hoods. All the hoods. Um, okay, so some quotes. We have the canary saying, don't look surprised. I wasn't gone that long. Uh, there was Diggle saying, Oliver, you'd be dead ten times over if it wasn't for me. Which is true. Which is very true. Very true. Get it through your thick head, Oliver. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, and then there was... Uh, you asked him to work with you. <laughs> yeah, let seriously. let him work with you. Well, he kind of forced him to because he was like... Uh, he figured out who he was. I mean, Diggle kind of forced the... He deserves it, man. I know, right? Oliver just doesn't know what's good for him. No. Uh, we have Felicity saying, I've already seen you shirtless multiple times. Shirtless. All the time. Yeah, that was amazing. That was hilarious. That was an amazing moment. That was great. Perfect I lo- timing. I love that entire dialogue between them and the restaurant. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good, dude. So it was, good. It was funny and genuine and great. Heartfelt. Heart- so good. Yes. Uh, the last one. Uh, no, I've got two more. Sorry, I've got two more. Okay. Uh, we've got Oliver saying, I'm so sorry. I thought I could be me, the arrow, but I can't. Not now. Maybe not ever. And Felicity says... Then, then say never. Stop dangling maybes. It's never, never going to work between us. Say you're never going to love me. 
And then he kissed her. Yeah, and then he said, I can't tell you that. And he kissed her. Um, and then there was, let me see, the last one is she says, I told you as soon as we talked, it would be over. And it was over. That closes the book on the Felicity Oliver stuff. Yeah, I will end this episode by saying I'm going to miss the canary. Yep, a for lot. sure. Yep. Gosh. Yep. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another review of the next episode. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com and on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 Make sure if you guys are interested, check out Flash on Target, yep. uh, where we're going to be talking about that. It's a podcast about that. might take a minute to get up on iTunes, yep. but uh, if you had to stay on targetpodcast.com, you can check that out there. Uh, you can check out our main podcast as well. Yep. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. Target.